Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Elvin the Monstrous. Tio. Hi, I'm Tio. I play Constance the Expert. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I play JR the Crooked. Last time, the three of you finally rendezvoused after your miscellaneous adventures. You fled a series of scenes from the forest to the prospector and wound up back at Constance's studio, where you were able to do a little bit more research and identify some potential weaknesses of the consensus. Turns out, the consensus also identified a few weaknesses of yours and showed up at your doorstep. (laughs) You were able to break away and make your way to the forest, where you ultimately found where you believe the consensus to be hiding. The abandoned silver mine. And that's where we're going to pick up. I don't like it. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Alvin. You guys may have to do some heavy lifting on this one. So real quick before we jump in, Alvin, you leveled up last time, if I'm not mistaken. I sure did. Do you know what you're going to take for your advancement? Yes. Alvin is getting more used to his uh, shape-changing abilities and has grown sharp teeth in addition to his claws. Okay. Fangs, if you will. Makes sense. Yeah, it would be useful, but I'm also one away from unstable (laughs) and about to be surrounded by silver, my nemesis. Do you want to tell us what the stats are for your teeth attack real quick? Yes, it's an extra natural attack. Uh, It's base teeth. It is three harm and intimate. Alrighty. The three of you have just exited the forest into a clear-cut hillside in the foothills of Cathedral Peak. Across the clearing ahead of you is the entrance to the old silver mine, which is being guarded by the wolf that you encountered previously. The entrance is flanked by the old mine shaft head frame, which is largely intact but boarded up, and the broken down remnants of the former milling facility. And uh, down the Forest Service Road in the distance, you can see the flashing lights of police vehicles headed your way. What do you do? So as we approach the entrance of this mine and see this wolf, I believe I have the flamethrower. I take it off my shoulders and I kind of hold it out to Constance and say, like, I have little knowledge of how to use this. I hope you've got some. <laughs> I mean, it was in your house. That means very little. Uh, <laughs> look, it was my boonies. I'm, I'm pretty sure you just point and hit the trigger. Well, I hope it works for you because it's probably not going to fit me in a second. I'm imagining the wolf is just kind of sitting there patiently while we have this discussion. <laughs> totally, totally. The, it's put it's like its one watch. of its paws up on its shoulder and it's kind of tapping it. I hold a hand <laughs> out and be like, hold on one sec, one sec. It gives like a perfunctory howl at the moon, but you can tell its heart's not into it. It's really just like waiting. I do some stretches. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, you want to make sure. The wolf does a few calisthenics. Does a downward dog. These cuts are stinging. All right. I guess I will take point. I start playing the magical horn, and my hope is that it hurts the wolf enough for Alvin to be able to get a direct hit. Do the noisemakers seem to have any effect on this wolf? Are you waiting or are you charging in? It knows we're here. We've been doing our stretches, squaring off. Um, <laughs> so I think I charge in sync with a blast from the noisemakers. Alvin rolled a kick some ass, and Constance rolled a help out. That's our new band name, Alvin and the Noisemakers, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good Definitely for this episode. It's better yeah. than JR and the Westkids. <laughs> oh, that's a nine. Eleven for me. Constance, on a seven to nine, your help grants them plus one, but you expose yourself to trouble or danger. 
Alvin, that brings you up to a 12, which is a full success. So Woo. you're going to inflict harm and you get to choose an extra effect. Um, so that's going to be claws leaping out uh, claws first. And I believe the uh, the extra effect I can choose take less harm. Yes. I would like to do that, please. Okay. So I think, Alvin, you spring forward and this wolf recognizes you from before and the two of you run towards each other and... As you're about to collide, Constance gives a bellow on the horn, and you can see the wolf kind of lose its stride a bit, and you take advantage of this and you leap forward. It gets a bit of a claw on you, but it only inflicts one harm, whereas you rake it with yours and inflict two, (laughs) and it kind of stumbles forward past you, and as it does so, it recovers, and it sees Constance and the horn and starts at a dead sprint towards her. Right. And it covers most of the distance before anyone has time to react. I'm going to press the button on the bullhorn that makes the really loud noise. JR, where are you right now? They went ahead. I think I was kind of edging around the clearing. I'm moving around the action. And Constance, what are you doing right now? So it's charging towards me. Yeah. At the same time, JR blows her horn. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to stop with the magical horn if we already got the noise part covered, and I'm going to whip around to get that flamethrower out. (laughs) So are you going to try to to flame it? Yeah. The smartest defense right now is a good offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a kick some ass, and JR, you're going to be helping out. Oh, boy. Hey, we still have a beef. Wolf. That's a hot six. Okay. JR? Seven. Oh. oh. Okay. Boy. JR, your help is going to grant Constance plus one, which is going to bring her up to a seven, which is a mixed success on kick some ass. So you're going to trade harm. And then JR, there's going to be a trouble or danger for you. So Constance, this wolf is sprinting towards you and you raise the flamethrower in time and this gout of fire erupts outwards and it catches the wolf about two feet in front of you. And you're braced for impact, and none comes. What does come is a massive cloud of magenta haze. (gasps) Oh, crap. And so I'm going to need you to roll plus weird. Oh, God. Oh, me? Yes. And Constance... You're going to have a minus one on this because of your natural weakness to spores due to your allergies. Damn it. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, it's a deep cut back to character creation, y'all. Oh, no. Um, Except sucker, because even with a minus one, that's a 10, baby. Weird is my jam. You try to go weird on me, and I go weird right back. (laughs) I eat mushrooms for breakfast. I do. I eat tomatoes like apples. What? (laughs) <laughs> not a tomato attacking you that's a super <laughs> weird flex but i'm into it uh, yeah um mushroom attack that's okay i eat tomatoes oh you know tomatoes and mushrooms natural enemies anyway moving on constance you are enveloped in this cloud and you feel a presence in the back of your mind sort of force its way in it's not entirely dissimilar from when you feel your boonie near you but it's so much more aggressive but you i think part of it is honestly your your experience having that line of communication with your boonie you're able to to shake it off and this cloud in front of you dissipates yeah 
with that, you realize now that the fire and the particulates are gone, that all that's left of this wolf is a charred remain. JR, you are blowing this horn, and I think you stop when you realize that Constance successfully lit this wolf on fire. And when you stop blowing it, you realize that the sirens have stopped. And you turn and you can see three squad cars have pulled up to the edge of the clearing and officers are exiting. Time to and go! you see a oh, no. red dot oh, appear God. on the ground in front of you and then Shit. start moving up your leg to your chest. And I need you to act under pressure as you realize that a sniper rifle has been trained on. Oh, oh, God. Who the fuck in the firmament police has a damn sniper rifle? It's militarized police hell? force, militarized am I right? Militarized police. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then a tank shows oh, up. That's an 11. Woo. <laughs> These rolls. Y'all are getting yeah. some finale, finale rolls. How, how cool. Quinn, this is going to be really cool. You got to make it real cool because I rolled an 11. You know what? Sure that JR, why don't you tell me how cool it is? <laughs> I fucking tuck and roll and like roll to the side. And as I do, I yell to everybody else, time to go. And then right behind me, I hear a thump, And that's the sound of the bullet hitting right where I was. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how it happens. And so, JR, you're a little further away. Alvin, I think you're the closest to the entrance. And Constance, you're not too far off. And this sniper rifle rings out through the early morning air. And Constance, you hear your radio crackle on. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to have to hurt you, but trust me, I will. <laughs> and JR, I think you know who has the sniper rifle. We are going to have to have a very, very long conversation about the dynamics of our interpersonal relationship when we are done with this, but not right now, Stony. What do the three of you do? Well, I think it's time to get into that mine. Now, you're going to be mad at me, Quinn, but... <laughs> I'm confused and scared. <laughs> Uh, as we go charging into the mine, I yell, according to the 1977 Congressional Federal Mine Safety and Health Act, which currently governs MSHA activities, there should be some strong hard hats and some vests in this mine, even, even if it is no longer in operation. And I suggest we use them. Um, You know, it's only saved so many lives. You know, the fatalities dropped from 272 in 1977 to 86 in 2000. You shout this as the three of you are sprinting towards the mine entrance. Everything I'm saying right now is accurate. We let Tio have internet access while we do this podcast. (laughs) So I argue that we have some sort of semi-armor. But, you know, I'll leave that to Quinn. Well, you haven't actually made it to the mine yet, oh, no. so we will... I can see the hard hats glistening in the moonlight. We may argue against a high-visibility jacket in this situation. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Alvin gives out a, as loud of a howl as he can muster, and he's going to try to run interference at the entrance to the mine while the other two scurry inside. Describe to me what you envision this looking like, because the cops are about... 75 feet away Mm -hmm. and they're out of the car now and most of them just have their service pistols but none of them are immediately advancing towards you but they do have their guns drawn and they're 
fixing a fire. So tell me how you're running interference. I expect Constance and JR are beelining straight for the mine entrance. Serpentine. Serpentine. Sure. Yeah, serpentine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Alvin is closest, but he's also the biggest target visually. So he's going to try to draw the attention while the other two run inside. Okay, so I think what this is going to be is it's going to be an act under pressure from Constance and JR. And mm-hmm. Alvin, if they don't do well, then you can protect someone. Okay. That's a five. And Constance? That's a nine. Okay. Alvin, do you want to protect JR? Yeah, I'll protect. Okay. Alvin, protect. Go ahead and roll to protect someone. And he attack. Please protect me. Seven, eight, nine. So, JR, you failed. So <clears throat> you take off sprinting, but you're too far away to make it. And uh, Alvin, you mm-hmm. see that red light show up on her oh. back. I got this. And you sprint forward and tackle JR to the ground. Mm -hmm. And you catch just a bit of a sniper rifle bullet. (laughs) That's probably fine, though. It's probably fine. And it doesn't hit you square. So I think it only does two harm. Oh, Jesus. Which is going to be one to you. Yeah, it's enough for unstable. Can I pick up JR like a little baby cub and take her into the mine? (laughs) Yeah. I do think that after you take that bullet, there's other gunfire from Mm -hmm. the police officers, but it's not as accurate as a sniper rifle. And so after you tackle JR, you grab her and you sprint back to the mine entrance. I'm going to like yell over Alvin's shoulder. I guess I'm I'm being carried like a baby. Yeah, you're like like a baby in a stork's mouth kind of thing. Oh, boy. Anyway, I yell over my shoulder, Stony, if you hurt Alvin again, I swear to God, I will kill you. I know he's in there, and it's really important that he understands how upset I am. <laughs> Only I get to shoot my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, well, while we're running into uh... the cave, I'll say to JR, like, uh, you've got better aim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Constance, you got a nine. Uh, so I'm going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. I think this is going to be a couple hard choices for you. You're going to catch a stray bullet. The question is what it hits. It's either going to hit you, it's going to hit the flamethrower, or it's oh, going God. to hit the horn. It's going to hit the horn. Yeah, the horn shatters. It was already fragmented to begin with, and as you're sprinting towards the mine, you feel the percussive air of a bullet fly by, and this horn just shatters. Oh, wasn't that magical now, was it? (laughs) It turns out the magic was inside you the whole time. (sighs) I pick up one of the little shards and put it in a pocket. I'm sorry, to clarify, are you stopping to pick up the shards? Fine, I'm not. I was going to pick up one and put it in my pocket. Catch it midair as you go. I am holding the thing. Hey, this is a collaborative storytelling effort. I respect your choice in influencing the fiction. So if you want to stop and pick up the horn fragments, you go right ahead. (laughs) Look, I'm going to just say this. I don't stop, but I was holding it and it got shot out of my hand. I assume that I can catch a piece as I'm running. Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I just stuffed that in my pocket. I just want it for later. For the monster scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
the three of you all make it to the entrance to the mine and you throw open the rusted over gate. There was probably a lock at some point, but it's not locked currently. And you enter into the mine. The space beyond the entrance is fairly broad, although you can tell that it narrows pretty significantly up ahead. There's some really old mining equipment propped against the wall, but it looks to be in pretty bad shape. And you can also see uh, towards the entrance to the tunnel, a set of old rusty minecart tracks leading down into the darkness. Any hard hats? Valid question. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. How many hard hats? At least three. All right. Okay. Put them on. Well. Safety first. I'll try. Yeah. If you can fit. <laughs> There's no mechanical benefit to the hard hats, but they do exist. Uh, Quinn, you say there's no mechanical benefit, but I would argue that if we decide to throw one at something, there is a mechanical benefit. <laughs> hey, what if a rock falls, huh? Yeah. Oh, fair. Pretty good. Just because you're not committed to safety doesn't mean we aren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do not gain any armor from wearing the hard hat. Fair points about the other stuff. Do I look cute wearing the hard hat? Oh, totally. Tell me. Constance thinks yeah, so. Yeah, I look real cute in the hard hat. How about me? Do I, how do I look cute with a little hard hat? Oh, you look cute in everything, <laughs> Alvin. You're just such a cute little giant coyote man. Even covered just, in blood. Oh. It's amazing. So bang, bang, cute. bang. Oh, gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We're, we have not stopped for this conversation, by the way. We grab the hard hats. We go. Yeah. We put them on. We take a second look and be like, nice. Yeah. Uh, keep going. Yep. Uh, I think as you enter the mine, the radio crackles on again, and oh, you hear. God damn it! Now, have you ever gone down in a mine before? Listen, you Excuse don't me? have to die. Why not serve a higher calling? Give me that fucking radio. Constance first says, "We're not going to die. We've taken the proper safety precautions." <laughs> <laughs> Over and out. Thank you for your concern. I hand it to JR in case JR wants to add anything, but Constance feels very smug about that and enjoys it. Hold up. Hold up. Let me just, I'm spitballing here. Might this be an opportunity? I mean, I know, like, we're going down to the mine. We're going to find whatever this is. Do we want to try and get more information? You mean, like, try to chat while we're while we're looking? Yeah, like, you know, I don't know if this is like a, like a Bond villain monologuing situation where we can get it <laughs> to give us more information. I'm kind of thinking no, but, like, also, this would be a really good opportunity for JR to get some stuff off of her chest. The consensus does seem to like to talk about itself. Yeah. We oh, found that okay. out when we were interviewing it earlier in the woods. Okay, so so give me give me the bullhorn. Yeah, but we're still moving while we do this. The, ra- the radio. I think yeah. it's meant to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. But I hand you the radio as we move deeper in the mine. Constance, you may have to take point in trying to locate where in the mine we're we're trying to go because I expect you probably have the best knowledge of yeah. the layout. So I assume that it's probably in like a deep, damp part of the mine. So we probably want to get on that unfortunately rusty. Um, Oh my gosh, the name of the thing is escaping me. But the, thank you. Cart? Yes. Uh, we should probably get on that and head on down. I don't think I, I mentioned that there was a minecart, but I, I want this so badly. So there's a minecart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've conjured Retcon one. Mine-guard. We've conjured one through sheer willpower. <laughs> it is pitch black in here. How are you navigating? Well, do the hard hats have lights on them? They should. Uh, they do, but they are non-functional. Ah, Constance... Yeah. I think it's reasonable <laughs> to say that you would still have the flashlight. Oh, yeah. yeah. I turned that on. 
And I think I'm also going to investigate a mystery real quick. Just look around a hot sec. Yeah, you can definitely investigate a mystery. You'll probably want it to be a quick investigation because those police officers are inbound. Yeah, I guess the way I'm thinking of it is I turn on the flashlight and I'm doing like a 360 look around. I mean, uh, I don't yeah, know if go it ahead. needs to be a roll, but that is a 15. Whoa. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Double sixes plus three sharp. Holy Damn, crap. girl. That's crit. Damn. That's that cool. is a crit. Womp, 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 womp. I really know this mine, you guys. <laughs> okay. You get to hold two. Sweet. Your boonie yeah. built this mine. <laughs> I think the obvious one is, where did it go? Which direction should we be going? Uh, down. <laughs> it went down. Down on the cart! Yay! Okay. At least from your current position, there's only one way down, and it's down this tunnel. Okay. Do I have to use my other one now? I guess, yeah. I mean, you can hold on to it if you want to. Yeah, I'll hold on to it. I'll hold on to it. Okay. You do a quick scan. You ascertain that the only possible way it could have gone is down, or it could be is down, and... The three of you pile into a old minecart and start heading down as you can hear the heavy footfalls of the police officers approaching the entrance to the mine. JR, you had the radio. Did you want to do something as you're beginning to creak down this old rusty mine track? Yeah. Okay. So higher calling, Stoney. Uh, this sounds like you know, I haven't gotten invited to one of these in a while because I keep picking up stakes and moving. But frankly, this sounds like a multi-level marketing scam. So, you know, give me your best pitch for joining. What are you guys calling yourselves again? The consortium? The collective? Mm, the consortium. The... That's, uh, that's pretty good. That might even be better. <laughs> We're open to a rebranding, I think. Just get on Twitter. I hear, uh, I hear Twitter is See, real. Real JR... I could use your skills. I mean, isn't that better than being dead? Because we, uh, we will kill you if we have to. Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I would really like to not be dead. Um, dead is, you know, very, very final, very not my brand. I enjoy being alive, but I'm not real interested in this whole like letting you do what you want with me because frankly that also feels a bit like being dead hmm well it is sort of a yes or no proposition are you gonna let stony go when this is done are you gonna let anybody go when this is done we'll have to see how it all pans out i don't know what the future holds i mean <laughs> sure there's a scenario where y'all could happily live ever after but we'll just have to see thanks but no thanks i'm not interested in joining your company as a boss babe and you know finding my best <laughs> self but thanks i'll take my tupperware my complimentary tupperware and get the hell out of this party i think as you say that the minecart picks up speed and you are sailing down a spiral tunnel that is descending downward and downward. And after a short distance, Whee! as you get past this main entryway, it becomes not just oppressively dark, but also suffocatingly narrow. Um, you're constantly scraping against the walls and threatening to, to knock your head on the ceiling. And after you go not too far down, Constance, I think you spot with your flashlight that you're pointing ahead. 
a horizontal tunnel that splits off from the downward ramp that you're following. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use my other hold now and say, what is being concealed here? As you pass by, you actually react pretty quickly and you shine your light down there. And what you see is, I think, Constance, you probably read about mines because you have read about most things. And this appears to be a stope, which is a access tunnel from which the decline tunnel gets to the ore. And I think based on what you know, it's also a good bet that there are a number of these stopes and they probably connect to the old mine shaft that you saw from the outside. Okay. We have that way, and then we also just have continuing on the tracks. Yes. And in fact, given the state of these tracks, I don't think you have a chance to stop. You oh, just kind of fly okay. by this fork and continue downward. Cool. I think about telling them, and I realize no one cares. It's it's fine. It's just information that I get to keep to myself for now. It's fine. It's just information. <laughs> it's not like knowledge is power or anything. Fine. Okay. I'm like, ah. Uh, it's not the central premise of your character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> well, she only gets XP if we ask about it. <laughs> right. That's true. Say, Constance, do you have any helpful facts about mines now that we're in this mine? Hurtling downward in a rusty minecart in the darkness. Well, Look, I love learning. I... <laughs> <laughs> I tell you guys all that jargon and you probably look at me with eyes glazed, but I'm very into it. And then I add to the end of that. Also, if you do spot some silver... Uh, well, with the exception of you, Alvin, I guess this is not good for you, but JR, silver does have antibacterial properties. So, uh, you know, we might be able to cure some wounds <laughs> with that. And speaking of silver, Alvin, is this minecart continues to hurtle downwards, uh-huh. your skin's starting to itch. Yeah. Oh. Just all over, you're starting to get this itchy sensation, and it's starting to tingle a little bit, too. And you're starting to feel a little bit dizzy as you go further and further down this mine. I don't know if I'm going to be a huge help on this one, guys. Gang, team, friends, it's real itchy down here. (laughs) Do you guys feel that? Probably not. Um... That seems like a me thing because um, of that. Remember earlier when I t- when I put my hand in the hole? Yeah, I do remember that. That was burned real not, bad. Not ideal. Well, listen, we learned some very important things. Well, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. You're a little itchy. We'll just make sure when we I'm get a- you out of here to get some Benadryl and chamomile lotion on you. I'm a lot itchy. A lot of Benadryl. <laughs> I, I definitely have Benadryl because, um, as we've established, I have allergies. Do you think that would work? I don't know for sure. I hand I mean, you a Benadryl. We try. It might just make me sleepy. Oh, no. My, non-drowsy. <laughs> I have to live with this every day. Are you kidding me? I'll give it a shot. Okay. I love the image of the three of you <laughs> in this absolute <laughs> inky darkness, <laughs> hurtling down <laughs> this utterly claustrophobic spiral tunnel surrounded by silver mm. on this rusty bent out of shape mine track yeah i hope these yeah. talking about benadryl <laughs> stop all yeah. of a sudden yeah when when are we gonna when do we get to the end of this oh, we'll, we'll um, know. i have a distinct memory of uh, i believe it was indiana jones in the temple of doom i think the cart just like went out into the river is that what 
happen? Yeah, I mean, we'll know when it's when we're done with this ride. <laughs> be ready, I guess. Be ready to jump at a moment's notice. Can I read a bad situation to see, <laughs> like, when we're gonna run out of mind track? Is that a is that a move I can yeah, do? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Let's say yes. We're gonna oh, yes and. If you fail, it's gonna be guessed? now. Yeah. <laughs> this is. <laughs> he was gonna Failure give this is to how us. We grow. Um, it's a nine. Okay, hold one. What's the best way to protect the victims? And by victims, I'm gonna say it's us. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely the victims right now. So you have absolutely reached a critical speed here. Great. This minecart is going very quickly, and Excellent. it may have at some point been designed to go at this speed, but. These tracks are decades old. The minecart is probably equally old. And so even if it was built at one point to do what you're doing, it's probably no longer functionally able to do that. So the best way to protect the victims is is to stop. Stop. Like, st- stop doing what you're doing. Stop that thing. Stop the minecart. Okay. Yeah. Okay, does it have a brake on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do this to us, Quinn? Why would you do this you to us? You jumped in an old minecart. <laughs> can't blame Quinn for our own choices. Um, I think, JR, you reach for the brake handle and grab it, and it snaps right off. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I know I do this a lot, and I apologize for my role in bringing unpleasantness to your life, but I've got some bad news. And yeah, I, I mean, I heard point. it break. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in the cart with you. We've... <laughs> We figured it out. Um, I should add that you've passed probably three or four stopes. Okay, we need to jump into one of the stopes, you guys. We can't really jump, though. Like, the ceiling's, like, right above us. We need to hobble out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We're just gonna have to go, like, hanging off the back of this cart one by one. Pretty much, The three of you, if you wanted to try to break off into one of the stopes, could... I'll try to lean the cart and like roll out <laughs> as you're approaching yes, one. I mean, yeah, I could try and be a break. Ooh. Oh boy, buddy. Buddy, you're already so itchy. Yeah, I don't like the idea, but I don't like the idea of jumping off into a tunnel because I feel like forward momentum puts us into the wall, but I'm feeling <sighs> all hyped up on Benadryl energy. So I'm going to try to do a no limits here and uh, try to hop holding the back of the cart try to like wolverine break with my cool magic claws i dig it so you halfway leap out and you start to coyote up and this numb sensation permeates your body go ahead and read the vulnerability on your character sheet pick a substance silver you suffer plus one harm when you suffer harm from it if you are bound or surrounded by it, you must act under pressure to use your powers. So go ahead and roll to act under pressure for me. Sheesh. Come on, magic dice. Well, it's actually seven. It's eight minus one, which is okay. better than I expected. <laughs> so there is a branching tunnel up ahead as you jump out to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I think... Either you are going to, as you're sort of slowing down, you're going to scrape against the wall, Mm -hmm. which is going to have some consequences for you. 
you're not quite going to get the turn right. And the minecart is going to collide with the wall as you, you break off. Mm-hmm. It won't be as bad as if you had just tried to turn away, but there will be a collision. Or you can recant, or you can <laughs> hop back in, but you're not going to be able to break away. <laughs> like I hop, out, hop back in. No, never mind. No, uh-uh. um, <laughs> that's an option. It's a mixed success. Oh, Alvin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Our feelings won't be hurt if this doesn't work. Y'all have weapons now, and we haven't even found the main heart of things. And so I'm going to do the first option where I'll, scra- I'll scrape some of the walls, but okay. I'll, I'll no limits out. All right. Go ahead and roll no limits, and then we'll deal with the consequences of scraping against the walls. Buddy, I'm so worried about you. <laughs> well, so I rolled a four, but I do get plus three, so it is seven. So on a seven to nine, there is a consequence for your no limits. So what is that going to be? I think uh, minus one forward, probably. Yeah. Alvin, you hop out of the back and you plant your legs against the ground and your muscles bulge and you flex and you try to get this minecart to respond to you. And it's just, you're going to need more leverage than, than you have just by planting your feet. And so you throw your shoulder into the side and you feel this burn and you you remember it vividly from when you stuck your hand in in that hole in the side of cathedral peak and you can tell that you're right next to a silver seam so you're going to take one harm ignore armor or your immortal ability and you're going to have the minus one forward from your no limits as you almost throw the cart into the stope and jr and constance you're you're thrown from the cart but not with any consequence bingo yay Yay! Yay (laughs) we're just concerned about you but yay you did it ouch you did it all right let's uh go into the tunnel as the three of you get your bearings in this tunnel which i think is probably the fifth one the radio crackles on. Oh my god. I uh, I heard a crash. Are you all okay down there? Don't answer. Fuck. Don't answer. Oh, Don't, no. turn it off. Don't answer. Let them think we died. <laughs> <laughs> we died. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure that JR had the button going, JR's so. The... <laughs> Just open the radio. No, shh. Tell them we're dead. Yeah. We're not home. Yep. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Uh, ahoy, ahoy. Uh, this is the wrong number. Uh, this is Detective... <laughs> this Officer Gerald Ford. It's, it's, Ger- <laughs> it's Gerald. Gerald Jasper. <laughs> reporting for duty. Now, don't you all worry too much. We, uh, we're dispatching medical assistance. Hey, consensus. Um, <laughs> sorry. Constance, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> sure it's the consensus that does oh uh, whatever okay, okay fine now jr you really sold me on consortium you know i might be <laughs> oh, willing to, right. to switch it up here all right now are we talking the consortium or just consortium because i'm gonna tell you right now consortium has a much better ring to it and you're gonna sell yourself so much better with that I'm but really... seriously fuck off and i click it off wait wait, wait no I, I i click it back on real quick because <laughs> constant <laughs> No, because Constance is rarely ever quippy. I mean, I'm open to either thought. You know, you tell me. The consortium, consortium, they both have kind of a nice ring to it. That was JR's final word, so she got the final say in that conversation. (laughs) 
<laughs> but let me just tell you this consortium, oh, no. the consortium, whatever you want to be. Think about how absolutely inept we are, given your experience with us, and then feel bad about yourself for the fact that we're still going to beat you. And then I click it off. All right. That was and then I take good. the radio. I click it back on. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, just leave the med packs by the entryway. We'll come and get it after we go and beat your ass. <laughs> And then I click it off. Does anybody else have anything else to want to say to Tony? (sighs) Anything else? Anybody? You've got it now. No, you've got it. We gave it back. We gave it back. Let's go. (laughs) As you deliver the final message. Is messages. Which will will be determined by how I edit this episode. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Hey everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood keeper, Quinn, here to welcome you to the intermission. Before we go any further, I do need to make sure you have a cozy blanket and plenty of candles on hand. You will need them to ward away the real monster, that is, darkness setting in at approximately 3.45 in the afternoon. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 12 of Monster Hour. This is the finale of our current mystery, and I think we all had a lot of fun with how it went down. And speaking of lots of fun, I want to thank everybody who's helped share the show with their friends, both in person and on social media. It really is the best way to help new folks learn about Monster Hour and our hero's zany hijinks in the face of significant life-threatening peril. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you could wind up with a character named after you. We're about to start a new mystery, which means I'll be introducing a slew of new characters, so if you want to crack at some of the first names on the show, now is the time to fire up your Twitter engine. One last note, we do still have some Monster Hour stickers to give away, so if you'd like one, just shoot a note to monsterhourpod at gmail.com and we will send one your way. I think that's it for me. We'll be back with episode 13 of Monster Hour on December 3rd. See you then. As the radio goes silent, now that the minecart isn't going, now that you don't have this shrill shriek of rusted metal on rusted metal, you can hear the sound of heavy footsteps echoing through the tunnels. How big's the minecart in relation to the rest of the tunnel? Probably about two-thirds of the width and height. Can I shove the cart so it's like tipped over sideways in the tunnel blocking it? Yeah. I do that. Okay. You maneuver the cart so that it's blocking as much of the tunnel as possible. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. I sniff the air. Okay. If you are sniffing around, if you're using your lycanthrope abilities to try to find the right path, it's going to be an investigative mystery. Seven again. Hold one. Where we go? (laughs) Where did it go? It being where we need to go. Yes. Where did where Um, we need to go go? (laughs) You travel down this side tunnel. And uh-huh. you come across a variety of tunnels to your left that are mined into a they're mined into a hollow cavern. Alvin, I think in particular you can tell based on your discomfort that this is the load of silver. This is the vein that they found and tapped into. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, you probably have a visceral reaction being this close to the direct source. I actually hiss and that catches me by surprise. Yeah. Constance kind of gives you a weird look. (laughs) And so you pass by probably a half dozen of these side tunnels. 
until you reach uh, a chute, basically, in the floor that goes downward. It's not big enough for a human to travel down, but the vaguely moldy aroma Mm. is coming from further down. And Constance, I think, based on probably what you know about mines, this is an ore chute. Uh, So they would mine the ore and they would throw it down here to the crusher where it would be broken down and then loaded up the mineshaft. And I think further down this tunnel, in the opposite direction from whence you came, shining the flashlight down, you can see the old mineshaft. I'd say down. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Let's do it. So you have, to get further down, the chute is not big enough for a human being to go down, especially in its state of disrepair. You have the mine shaft in one direction, and you have the decline tunnel that you were traversing the other way. And if, as I'm sure Constance has, has informed us, this smaller ore tunnel probably leads to a crusher, that may not be where we want to go Yeah, anyways. that's fair. Okay, so maybe not go that way. The mine shaft, probably. Yeah. All right, let's keep going down the mine shaft. Okay. We should probably hurry. The three of you traverse the rest of this tunnel and arrive at the mine shaft. It is a uh, a, it has giant a function. Shaft. Yeah, elevator. I don't is it, is that it, is see. It, that's what I didn't want to say, it, Hannah. OSHA approved steps. It's a well constructed shaft with a working <laughs> elevator and uh, and proper stairs, like an access yeah. stairwell. And no, um, for sure not. And, and secure uh, ladders. And adequate lighting. And mm-hmm. a ski lift. No. Wow, what a great mine. It's a pretty good mine. Surprised they shut it down. I know. So you reach the end of this tunnel and lean forward, and below you is a pit. Just a sheer drop into darkness. And you point the flashlight down and you can see the bottom, maybe Mm -hmm. 70, 80 feet down. And you point your flashlight up and it doesn't reach the surface. You can see what may have been some rudimentary infrastructure. But at this point, the only thing in front of you is a precarious looking cable. What do you do? I would like to read a bad situation and see if see if there's anything else that we can use to get down to the bottom of this without us ending up like flat and dead. Can I give a little tug on the cable? Sure. I tug on the cable a little bit. Your tug is not a a significant amount of weight, but it goes taut at your pull. I give it a pretty good tug, like a Alvin sized tug. It wavers slightly, but it doesn't give. Seems pretty good. Y'all could probably be fine. Okay, so are we going to go down the cable, I guess? Uh, I would like to, I mean, I don't want to steal this from you, Hannah, but I have a plus three sharp, so I'm thinking I might read a bad situation before we do it. Yeah, why don't you try, like, I'm going to go over and look at the cable again. Very, I'm a little green. That's um, an 11. Hold three. Hot diggity dog. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go with, um, what's the best way in as in like into <laughs> the layer of the yeah. big bad your best it hmm it depends on how you want to define best <laughs> your quickest way in is down oh, the mine shaft sure. jump your <laughs> safest way in is down the decline tunnel the decline tunnel the one that's not big enough for humans to crawl down no that's the ore chute 
The decline tunnel yeah. was the spiral tunnel that you were using the minecart on. Ah. Go back that way and walk down. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my second hold. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? <laughs> God damn it. Is the radio going to click back on? <laughs> All by itself. <laughs> the radio does not Spooky. click back on by itself. For are there any dangers we haven't noticed? I think you can hear down this tunnel the sound of the minecart grating against stone. And you can tell that uh, people are trying fuck. to move it. Decline tunnel is probably not an option, huh? Not at the moment. Okay. Um. What's most vulnerable to me? Because I think I know the answer to the other questions on the list. Most vulnerable to me. My brain knows what you said, but my, my ears really wanted it to be what's most vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can cut, you can cut that, Quinn, if you'd like. The shaft <laughs> is just right had to there. let everyone know. <laughs> the shaft it's, is right it's, there. It's right in our, right there. You just Were out. you going to say it's right in your face? What? <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to say you can reach out and touch it. Oh, even better. A plus. Good oh work, y'all. Boy. He came around. Hey. hey. We got him. Uh, what is most vulnerable to me? Constance, you still have the flamethrower, right? Oh, yeah. If you waited in one of those side tunnels and caught those cops off guard... You could burn them all. Mm. That is what's most vulnerable to you. Yeah. But. But do we want to kill them? Probably not. I can't answer that moral question for you, but I can tell you what's most vulnerable to you. (laughs) What is my morally best option? Hey, I want to read a bad situation of my brain. (laughs) What's going on in here? Roll plus moral compass. We're doing that cable car problem, except we're in a mine and it involves flames. Yes. I think I don't even mention the flaming option that comes in my head because I'm nervous <laughs> that in JR's current state of anger at Stony, she might semi-consider it. Um, not really, but... Well, she'd give it more than a passing Yeah, thought. so maybe don't... She's mad and bloody. Yeah. So I kind of look and I go, look, I don't think we really have a choice right now. It's, it's time to go down. So I'm going to try before we go down, down the mine shaft. Down, down the shaft to the bottom. If you say it normally, Sorry. we don't have to laugh. <laughs> it's down the mine shaft. Uh, I'm going to try and... <laughs> I tried so hard. I'm sorry. You did try. You tried hard. He gave us a word. He gave I us tried. a new word. I didn't... <laughs> um, I'm going to try and do some magic. I'm going to try and see if I can block the entrance to where the folks are going to come in. The consequence of doing magic without the key is basically you're going to take a minus one. Um, I'm going to try. I do also have, just just to be aware, I do also have not my fault in case this goes badly. Um, which is entirely possible. Because uh, that's a three. Okay. Oh, no. So, Alvin, you're tugging on this cable and Constance, you're sort of studying the scene and JR just kind of breaks away. She wanders back down the tunnel. And JR, you hold out your hand with the inscriptions burned into your palm. And mm-hmm. what do you say? God, what did I say when I blocked them at the prospector? Is that stop? I, think or... I said stop. Yeah. So I think I think I'm gonna try that again. As I hold up my hand, I say stop. You say stop, and you just freeze. 
you are frozen in place. And as you're paralyzed, you just see five police officers finish clearing the cart. Oh my god, Gwen! Why are you doing this to us? You missed completely, and that's a hard move. JR? (laughs) Constance, I think something's up with JR. Oh, And also, those look like police flat. We gotta go. Yeah, the two of you see a light at the very other side of the tunnel that you're in. Take the cable. No time for a repelling lesson. Uh, Uh, Okay. Good good luck. I'll be right behind you. I've actually read about this, and I (laughs) follow appropriate (laughs) protocol. What? Okay, so what's the book? What was? Yeah, what book? Oh, um, <laughs> you knew this was coming. I did. Yes, um, but she didn't know the circumstance was coming. To be yeah. fair, yeah, it's it's actually it's it's not a book. It's a manual. Yes, it is the 2006 Compendium: Miner's Guide to a Happy, Healthy, Safe Ride. And it has cute little illustrations because the uh, man who wrote it, Sir Arthur Conan Jericho, is also an artist. Excuse me, wait, Sir Arthur Conan Jericho. Jericho. He was the uh, safety officer in the mine uh, here in town. He also was an aspiring artist, and he rewrote the safety guidelines to be a fun Dr. Seuss-like book, hence the rhyming title. But it does have little hand-drawn illustrations in it, so I'm remembering the stick figure. He wasn't a very good artist. I'll just put that out there. I'm remembering the stick figure of how you're supposed to rappel down. He's drawn every step in detail, but they're bad details. Yes. So I I env- I don't know if this is your headcanon, Constance, but I envision these as like Fallout manual guides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Constance, you are trying to rappel down. Alvin, you are going back to figure out what's going on with JR. Yeah, I'm running to grab JR. Constance, let's go ahead and do you first. It's definitely an act under pressure, so go ahead and use yep. your plus sharp since you have read about this sort of thing. I have. From All right. Sir Arthur Conan Jericho. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Our world is fascinating. That's a 10. <laughs> you grab hold of this cable, and boy, it's it's a little wobbly, but you deftly navigate your way down, and after just a few moments, you reach the bottom. Alvin, you are approaching JR, who's just standing there. Like, what on earth is she doing? And as you arrive you see that several police officers have cleared this minecart and are moving down the tunnel. Retro, uh, I shake JR. She's literally frozen in place. Okay, I pick her up like a like a log <laughs> over, over the shoulder and I'm running back to the cable. Can I act under pressure to unfreeze nope. myself? You are oh. absolutely frozen in place. <laughs> yeah. So Alvin, I think this is going to be a protect someone. As you pick up JR and take off down the tunnel, these officers have pointed their flashlights towards you and have their guns drawn once more. Seven, eight, nine. On a seven plus, you protect them okay, but you're going to suffer some or all of the harm. So I think I'll give you a couple options on this one. Uh You can take the bullet. You can let JR take the hit, but get away. Or the two of you will be okay, but you are going to have to duck into one of the side tunnels and you're going to get pinned down. You should let me take the bullet. Yeah. 
I think you it's should, you should let me take the bullet. I think I pick up I'm pick up like JR on, on the back and I mean I don't know if Alvin consciously like maneuvers JR in the way of a of no. the gun, but like No. You throw frozen JR over your shoulder and these cops open fire and JR you take two harm as oh, you catch a bullet square in your shoulder and you're gonna take minus one on any tough rolls. This is for the dick jokes, isn't it? <laughs> I don't regret it, but I, re- I would like to know why I am being punished. Can I continue running Why am away? I being so persecuted? Why? You rolled why a three. <laughs> the dice have failed you. <laughs> Get better dice. So, Jerry, you catch this bullet, and there are bullets ricocheting everywhere because this is a narrow tunnel, but Alvin, you, you sprint away, and you make it to the mine shaft, and Constance is nowhere in sight. Am I at least on Frozen? Uh, not yet, no. I'm assuming Constance made it because otherwise you just sit around being worried about it. So Alvin's going to actually, with one arm around JR over his shoulder, he's actually going to leap into the shaft and grab the cable and zip down using his hand as the brake. Hot damn. Oh, this shit. This is a speed repel down. I love it. It's going to be an act under pressure because in order to make this a no limits, you would have to act under pressure anyway. So uh, because of the silver that is surrounding you. So it's going to be an act under pressure. That's a nine. So it would be eight for act under pressure. I think that either you are going to lose your grip or you're going to lose your grip on statue JR as you go down. How far down are you? This whole thing is like 70 feet. I'm going to luck it. You're going to use a point of luck? Woo! Bingo, bango. Okay. Let's get down. You leap off of the exit from this tunnel, and you grab hold with one hand of this cable and just start sliding down. And you can feel it burning your palm, and JR is in her statuesque state, but you definitely navigate through and push off of walls and are able to land not gracefully but unharmed at the base of this tunnel constance would you have waited for them or would you have kept going we have a little bit of a desync on time i would have waited but with my back against a wall and the flamethrower out about Mm -hmm. 30 seconds later alvin and jr come crashing down to the very base of this mine shaft i almost use my flamethrower and then i realize it's them I hold statue JR out and I say, have you, <laughs> have you read about this? Hmm. Um. And I think as you're holding JR out, JR, your muscles start to twitch and spasm and suddenly you are back. <gasps> oh, never mind. Well, oh, that didn't work very well. Oh, oh I got shot again. What happened? I tried to do magic, and it didn't work. Okay. It did the opposite. It's fine. Let's go. They're right behind us. At the base of this mineshaft, there is a single small tunnel that leads ahead of you, and it is pitch black. Let's just go. one way. The three of you set forth down this tunnel. As you're traveling, Constance, you're shining the flashlight forward, and you can see a ways ahead, there is a space that doesn't look like any other part of the mine that you've seen. It's difficult to see, but it looks larger, and it has kind of a spherical shape to it. And you, you start moving forward to get a better view, but 
something in the light of your flashlight catches your eye and stops you in your tracks. There is a haze of particles drifting in the air, and they are glinting a familiar shade of indigo and violet and magenta. And you realize that the passage ahead of you is just brimming with spores. I'm going to go ahead and use my flamethrower, light them up. You light the flamethrower and start burning a path forward. I assume you're going pretty cautiously. Yeah. Given the potential consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So you're working your way forward. And Alvin, I think you in particular are the one who notices that there is a thud behind you. And then another thud. And then another one. JR, get the horn. They're just falling because they're going to keep Yeah, I'm going to blast the bullhorn back behind us. It echoes horridly in this tunnel um, and i think all of you are, are probably partially deafened by this blast but you ring that horn and uh you can't really tell what's going on because constance has the light pointed forward mm-hmm. but you don't hear anything good no noise is good noise keep that finger on the trigger there yeah get ready yeah both of y'all <laughs> yep yeah we're just kind of flaming and screaming as we go <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually screaming now as well. I'm, I'm screaming on top of all of this because why not? Yeah. The more noise, the better. Yeah. You continue forward and eventually you reach the chamber up ahead. And it is indeed a hollowed sphere about 30 feet in diameter. And it is dominated by a towering fungal growth at the center. The fleshy stem is festooned with prismatic fronds and caps and tendrils that are all undulating in the darkness. At its base, there's a thick pattern of feathery filaments that spread outward in every direction. And as you get closer, even as you're sounding this horn, there is this drone, this low, continuous drone that fills your eardrums. Love it. I'm gonna blast the bullhorn at the giant fungus. You turn the horn towards the fungus and blast it, and if this were a visual, it would be as though you sent out this force and it was just overwhelmed by some other force. The sound of this horn just disappears in this subsonic drone. Hmm. Great. It's its brain control ability is this like subsonic frequency that, because we blast loud noises, can be overridden remotely but i think we're too close to the source yeah i think it's a killing time i'm still flame throwing so your flamethrower it's keeping like a protective bubble around you but it's not sufficient to get this heart from where you're standing you're gonna have to go in okay stick together yeah uh formation as you're contemplating this you hear a bullet ricochet from down in the uh, other end of the hallway cut it out you just stop it. JR, the magic knife you have is a magic knife from my boonie. Yeah, I'm gonna go fucking stab this thing. Constance looks at JR, looks at the sword in JR's hand, and says, BRB. Constance knows that this sword can do something, and maybe she can call upon her boonie to come here and help JR. I don't know that this is actually past lives because you're not looking for information. But what I would say is if you want to channel your connection mm-hmm. with your boonie through the sword, that could be a method that you would help out. Okay. Yeah. Constance looks at JR, sees the look in JR's face 
and looks at the sword. Like it's time to slay. I'm going to just go running towards it. JR, I think it's going to be an act under pressure for you. And I'm helping out? Yes, you are helping out. I'm pretty sure JR gets a plus one because they're taking my advice on slaying. You know, I think that's fair. Oh, thank you. Uh, And I'm going to need it because that is a... With the plus one, it's going to be a seven. And I have 11, so I successfully helped out. Ooh! Okay. Uh, So there's no consequence, Constance, for your helping out. JR, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a worse outcome. You spring forward, and Alvin, you're monitoring the tunnel, and Constance, you're providing cover with this flamethrower, and JR, you (laughs) spring forward in a break in the flames, but there's just a thin layer of spores between the two of you. Roll plus weird. Eight. You pass through this thin wall of spores, and for just a moment, you are no longer in possession of your body. You are looking out your own eyes without any sense of control. And as you're doing this, you realize that there's more to you than just yourself. Almost like looking at rows and rows and rows of televisions, you can see yourself staring at the entrance to the mine. You can see yourself trapped underneath a police vehicle. You can see yourself walking through the streets of Olympic Heights. You can see yourself standing outside of Constance's studio. You can see yourself flying over firmament in a bird's eye view. And from every perspective, you feel pain. Every view is tinged with this sense of longing. Then you feel this really sharp, acute pain in this part of your body that you don't recognize. And then this presence that has taken control of you is gone. And you snap to, and Constance's Boonie's sword is embedded in this colossal fungus in front of you. And you pull it out, and you cleave through this giant mushroom, and it collapses. And as it does so, it starts to putrefy on the ground. It starts to dissolve into this purple and pink and magenta and indigo and violet and all of these phantasmal colors. And that miasmic liquid starts to evaporate. And in the traces of that evaporation, you see faint glimpses of something familiar that photo negative that strange view that you caught once before when you killed the stragoy but it's much fainter and before you can really hold it in your eye it's gone huh guys i was like just for a second i was part of it i could see everything i was part of it And it was awful. Everybody was in pain. Everything was in pain. Are you okay? I don't know. Where did you hide the lush bombs? We need to know if it's really you. (laughs) Well, I I, I used up the last one. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, it's JR. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
And JR, as you sit down, you see where the stump of this colossal fungus was just a moment ago. There is a small object. It is smooth and jet black and glimmering. And it looks like a piece of a disc that was broken off. There are uh-huh. jagged fractures on one side and it's perfectly rounded on the other. And the air around it is blurry and distorted, like looking at the horizon during a heat wave. And you get a little closer in your curiosity, and you can see that this flat surface is covered with inscriptions. Most are just lines, but two elements catch your eye. One is Uh a larger symbol that looks like an eye with a spiral pattern at its center. And the other is a set of characters that are etched on the outer side. And you don't know what they mean, but you recognize them immediately Yeah. as a match for one of the sigils burned into your palm. I'm taking that disc. Yeah. I'm grabbing it. That's my reward for putting up with this tomfoolery for far too long. Take whatever you want from this godforsaken mine. Constance... As you see that disc, you feel a panic. And it doesn't belong to you, but it is overwhelming. I don't... I can't explain it, but JR, be really, really careful. I'm getting... My spider tingle is happening, and I'm not Spider-Man, but it's there. Something. All right. Something weird. I take my jacket off, and I wrap it in the jacket. Yeah. Nothing happens immediately when you pick it up, but yeah, it feels just slightly warm to the touch. And as okay. you pick it up, it, it gets just a little bit warmer. Huh. You're going to go in the Tupperware container when we get back. Speaking of which, Stony, you still here, buddy? We might want to go check back where we came from. There may be some people who need to go to the hospital, and I will lead the way to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, I kind of like You're going to literally lead the way because you're unstable and in really bad shape. I need a doctor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The three of you make your way back. Uh, I think at the bottom of the mine shaft, you find several police officers who have broken their legs. Right. And, and I think, I assume you turn the radio back on. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hear Chief Stoney on the on the line saying, "Is anybody here? Do we? Can we? Is we there, need a uh, fucking ambulance, like five of them. How did We've got a bunch of JR? officers down here with JR, broken JR, legs? Yes. JR, how did I? How did I? What happened to the kid? How did I get here? What's going on? You don't remember any of this. Remember any of what? Where's the kid? Probably for the best in terms of psychological state to not remember, maybe? I don't know about that. I think I'd be more upset if I didn't. Well, no. what do you think, Stony? Do you want to know or don't you? We Stoney, need to, like, you're hold pondering up. that question. We need a rescue you need team. To call. We need we need a rescue yeah. team now, and we will all we'll explain it later. Uh, hospital now. Talk later. Okay. <laughs> That's my bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> The three of you are evacuated along with quite a few police officers out of this mine. And once more, you receive the the medical treatment that you so desperately need. Yeah. And unlike last time where there was a cover story, this time I think you just fade into the ambiguity 
of this strange scene. Galvan is there getting treatment for her broken legs. I think Leon winds up in the hospital as well, along with quite a few kids from Olympic Heights whose parents reported them suffering from amnesia episodes. And so your injuries, although significant, just kind of fade away. And then we fade to a different scene. We see the prospector, still in disarray after the torrent of gunfire. It's empty, save for a dozen people gathered around a single table in the back. Leon, Jasper, and Cecilia are there. So is Rahul and his two friends. The whispered conversation grinds to a halt as the front door swings open, and Detective Galvan, dressed in plain clothes and hobbling on a pair of crutches, makes her way inside. She and Leon eye each other warily for a moment, before he smiles, extends a hand, and says, Welcome to the Daylight Society, Detective. Miles away, we see a person sitting at a desk in a drab office, poring over stacks of paper in front of them. Their staid black suit is a stark contrast to their blue-tinged pompadour haircut. They're interrupted as they're working by a knock at the door as a young man peers inside. Uh, a- Agent Agent Pax, I-, I just wanted to let you know that there was a security alert triggered at the Colorado National Laboratory yesterday. The, um, the-, the intruder didn't access any of the importance, so they just remanded them to local law enforcement. But there was some confusion on the ground, and now no one can find them. I, I just thought you'd want to know. Agent Pax nods absently and returns to their paperwork. Almost as an afterthought, they ask. Did they get the name of the suspect? Uh, um, just an alias? Uh, Charlie Fairhurst? Agent Pax looks up, smiles slyly, and grabs their coat. (laughs) And we see a press conference unfolding outside the Colorado National Laboratory. A woman with raven hair and a sharply tailored pantsuit stands in front of a podium that reads, Mayor Chamberlain. She's flanked by Drs. Tamina and Rodescu as she addresses the crowd of reporters. Today, I am pleased to announce that, thanks to a proprietary discovery made by scientists at the Colorado National Laboratory, the City of Firmament will be transitioning effective immediately to 100% renewable energy. Firmament residents will also see a significant drop in their utility bills. While many of the details of this new technology remain classified, CNL Director Nassim Tamina is here to answer any technical questions to the extent that she can. Mayor Chamberlain, comes a voice from the crowd and we recognize Eve as she stands up. You're rumored to be a candidate for the appointment to the late Senator Nash's seat. Isn't the timing of this announcement a little suspicious? You know I don't comment on rumors, Eve, but I will say this. The people of Colorado are tired of gridlock in Washington. We need a senator who is focused on solutions. Someone who knows how to build consensus. And I won't apologize for all the exciting things that we have in store here in Firmament. 